0: You are now about to enter. Now, 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 now about to enter Victoria Stillwell's Positively Podcast. Entered, entered, no. Featuring world-renowned dog trainer and host of Animal Planet's, it's me or the dog, Victoria Stillwell. Now, here is Victoria Stillwell and her co-host Holly Furfer. Of course, you found Victoria Stillwell's Positively Podcast. What else would you be doing? I'm Holly Furfer, and this is the place to be because we're a uh talking all things about dogs, cats, birds. Do you know a lot about birds? I know nothing about birds. Really?
1: No, nothing. I feel a little bit better now because I'm the only <laughs> one who usually feels
0: stupid during the podcast. Fish? Nothing about fish Iguanas? either. Iguanas?
1: No. Fantastic. No. Okay. No. <laughs> How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Very good. you have been in withdrawals. You've been gone. You've yeah. been traveling. You I just know. just got back from the UK. I'm always traveling. I'm always I everywhere. I n- never spend any time at home. It's doing my head in, but it's actually really good as well. So. It's keeping your marriage strong. Yes, yeah, that's right. It's definitely no, never going to be a second child anyway. Um, okay, so I am just back. That from the... TMI, but that's okay. <laughs> that's, that's why that's we like you. Um, um, the UK. The, uh, yeah, I, I went to the UK to visit family, to mm-hmm. take my daughter there to see her grandmother, but also um, I went there for the Dogs Trust Honours Awards, and this is an award ceremony that's now happening every year where dogs that have really gone above and beyond for their humans are recognized and celebrated. Oh, wow. I love um, dogs, for example, there was a dog that sniffs out uh, how a fire has started. And I think that wow. this dog has found, oh, my gosh, over a 100 fires that have been started by arson. Um, uh, that was one example. Another example was a dog that helped the elderly in a care home. Mm-hmm. Um, and a- another dog as well who was never really left his owner's side um, His own is a seven-year-old little girl who has kidney failure. Oh wow! She has to be on dialysis every night for twelve hours, and while she lies there, the dog is always with her. So it was a really moving evening, and the Dogs Trust is uh, is really, I think, the largest British shelter over in Britain. They have seventeen rehoming centres, and they care for about sixteen thousand dogs a year. Uh, It's a really wonderful organisation run by a lady called Clarissa Baldwin, and. I was invited there by my great friend mm-hmm. who's a veterinarian he's a TV vet called Mark Abrams mm-hmm. and he actually started doing television on my fat dog episode so if you've seen my episode that was in England we had two fat dog episodes of It's Me or the Dog of It's Me or the Dog um, and he was the vet there that used to come and weigh the dogs and tell the right. owners off and tell what medical <laughs> complications would happen if the owners kept on feeding their dogs. He's wonderful now. He's doing a lot of work. He travels the world wow. doing um, medical work all over from places like Peru to Mumbai and um, amazing man. So we had a great time. That's wonderful. Is there any organization like that here in the U.S.? Such as the Dogs Trust? Right. Well, no, I, I don't think... I mean obviously there are humane societies mm-hmm. but they're all separate um, I don't think there's an organization that's in every state really is mm-hmm. there because certainly in Britain obviously it's a lot smaller country mm-hmm. the Dogs Trust is everywhere wow. um, and, and they are great they are state-of-the-art shelters as well that are really um, working hard to make the shelter dogs experience mm-hmm. as, as, as best as it possibly can be because shelters can be very, very stressful places
0: Absolutely and then... Um, Back to your traveling. You were in San Diego for, am I reading this right? Petapalooza? Petapalooza. What yeah. was that? Yeah.
1: It was a day I wanna of... want to go. It was, a, it was a great day of celebration. It was as cold as anything. I think that's the only time that I called my mother in England. She said, darling, it's 81 here. And it was about, I would say, 55 in San Diego. Who oh knew? You God. go to San Diego, right. you think you're going to be warm. as 55 degrees. But it was a great day. A lot of rescue sh- uh, shelters. A lot of people coming, giving demonstrations about dogs. I, gave, I I gave a rousing speech for mm-hmm. half an hour people to tears. No, I didn't. No. But um, we had fun. It was it was a great day. It so was it's was just bringing day. out animals, and it was all about animals. Any, it, it, it was dogs. it was about yeah. I mean, there were birds there as well. There yeah. were a few frightened cats, poor things, <laughs> but mostly dogs and people just hanging out and celebrating the dog. It was awesome. I love those events, and they probably yeah. had elephant ears not the real elephant ears, but the ones that you can eat like at a carnival? Well, do you know what? I didn't know if they they had that because I was basically stuck in my booth the whole oh, day no. signing autographs. <laughs> okay. uh, I think uh, I signed a lot, but they did have two amazing dogs and I forgot what they're called. One dog was a surfing dog and the other dog is a Boston Terrier that rides a motorcycle. Oh
0: my God! Chopper, chopper right. was his
1: name. Chopper, and and he's Bobby Gorgeous. Bobby Gorgeous that's right. Bobby, Bobby Gorgeous is the surfing dog. It. That <laughs> is this little Pomeranian that goes surfing. Oh my God! That wears sunglasses and a Hawaiian shirt, mm-hmm. and then this Chopper is the dog that rides the harley and goes into hospitals actually for Aww. sick kids and cheers children up and great great dogs
0: that is amazing i know you deal with so many different breeds types of dogs dogs with a lot of problems and that's why you do it's me or the dog which is on animal planet and you're heading into your third season in the u.s
1: how many seasons did you do in the uk i did five seasons in the uk and
0: then uh, you came here and you did some in la in
1: uh, atlanta what's next up well, next up is New York City. Oh, my gosh. And I was in New York City for four years, so um I've done a lot of training there. I know it very well. So it, in a way, it's like going home. Mm-hmm. But I I love the city, and I love training there. I love the people that I met there, so I'm really excited to go back. We have some awesome families lined up, some amazing dogs. And I would imagine that New York
0: City is going to bring a lot of challenges, especially when people live in a
1: 400-, 600-square-foot apartment and have a pet. That was mostly what I was used to, though, because really I spent, as I said, I spent four years there. So mm-hmm. it was amazing for me to come here to Atlanta where there's huge houses and huge backyards mm-hmm. and um, people dogs have a lot of space to run around. But dogs have a great time in Manhattan. As long as they're walked out, it doesn't matter if they're in a 400-square-foot apartment. As long as mm-hmm. they are taken out and given right. an exercise, it's better than a little cage, isn't it, in a right, shelter? Right. Plus the fact... Manhattan's the smelliest place in the world. What better place to have a dog? They have the greatest time sniffing out the trash and the rats. Horrible. And it's a good excuse for you to get out of your 400-square-foot apartment and take a walk with your dog. And I I did, and I lived there. I I lived in Manhattan for two years in Midtown, and then we moved out to New Jersey. But I used to, um, when my husband and I were in Manhattan... We lived in a 450 square foot mm-hmm. apartment, and we fostered over 40 dogs and cats. Not at once, not at once. once, two, not at once. <laughs> Just no, checking. no, no. We sometimes have kittens. Then we would have. When we had Pepe the Pitbull, and we had German <laughs> Shepherds, and all. And I would have to take these dogs out, especially wow. the puppies out, eight times a day. But I would take the dogs out, the adult dogs maybe four times a day. My first walk was always about sort of six thirty, seven o'clock in oh the my morning. Goodness. Now I'm a girl from the leafy suburbs mm-hmm. of Wimbledon, right? And I move into midtown in New York City <laughs> and Giuliani's cleaned up Midtown but still you know it's a little dicey around right. there. so I'm out there 6.37 in the morning when my dog's toileting and I see for the f- really for the first time prostitutes just they're, they're <laughs> just doing the last shift welcome to America welcome to New York City and there's there is Clarissa walking along <laughs> with a skirt that really doesn't hide anything and I'm like oh my gosh where have I moved to? <laughs> and you
0: turn the other way and you're like thank goodness I have Peppy the Pitbull pit bull with me to protect me. That is amazing. Yeah. But it's, it, uh, it's got to be so much fun. Um, I know it's a lot of long hours. You and I actually met filming an episode of It's Me or the yes. Dog. I have monstrous mutts uh, who are fixed now. Thank you. Gorgeous. Oh, just uh, stokes. But, you know, and, and I know it, it's it's a lot of hours, but it's a lot of fun. And for people who haven't really been behind the scenes of a TV show, I mean, you see an hour of really well-polished, really well-written, really well-edited TV But it's a lot of grueling work,
1: and you are actually training these people in a limited amount of time. Yeah, I am. And you know what? I'm very proud of my program, and the reason why I'm proud of my program is that, yes, of course it's got to be edited. We Mm -hmm. take 14, 15 hours of footage. You can't put that on the TV. (laughs) Everyone will go to sleep. And, of course, it's edited. But... We show the truth. We show what's happened. If something is not as successful as we'd like it to be, we show it. If it's work in progress, we show it. Yes, sometimes dog training happens very quickly. And and you can get amazing results very quickly. Sometimes if you've got an anxiety-based behavior, I'm going to put the tools in place and then the people have to work at it. Mm -hmm. But we tell it like it is. And I stamp my program 100%. And that's why I love filming it. So, Mm -hmm. Yes. A filming day, on average, is around 12 to 14 hours a day. Mm. Now we don't or, do, more. Or, or, or more. Or <laughs> more. I'm so sorry, Holly. <laughs> it's okay. It was fine. You <laughs> couldn't wait for it's us to leave. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think people are prepared. I mean, you've done TV. Mm-hmm. You know that there are long hours. But it's a completely different deal when people yeah. are in your house for that long. And you're
0: working. Yes. It's not like you're sitting back and letting them shoot video you are actually
1: participating yes and even though i did you know we don't work the dogs for 12 to 14 hours at all because as you know there are loads of interviews there's a load of setting up time there's lunch there are breaks Mm -hmm. then there's the actual training and i guess we do around sort of three to four hours of actual physical training of the dogs during the day um With you guys, though, with the humans, you work a lot harder.
0: We do. Absolutely. Okay, let's go back to the beginning of the show and uh, the casting process. Um, How, if somebody... I'm sure you get a million questions, but if somebody says, I have a troubled dog, how do they... Get on It's Me or the Dog,
1: and how do you decide which problems, which families you'll tackle? You can go to my website, com, mm-hmm. and you can find all about where, mm-hmm. where we're casting. You can also go to Animal Planet's site as well. Go mm-hmm. on to It's Me or the Dog, you can find out where we're casting from them. Shed okay. Media as well, which is the production company, you can go on their website and found out, find out about casting from then. Um, what happens is that it, it, if the story sounds good enough, a production team will go out and film. Then when they film that, they come back and they edit together about a three to four minute video. That video, DVD, God, shows how old I am. (laughs) That DVD gets taken to Animal Planet. And if Animal Planet say, yes, we like this family, we like this dog, then it comes to me. And that's all I see. I see three to four minutes of the the family and the problems that they have. Mm -hmm. But the time I meet them, as you well know, Mm -hmm. on TV is the very first time I've actually met you.
0: And I will tell you, I'm not going to lie. I'm driving up and you were already at my house because I was coming home from work. And I was... Nervous. I was shaking. <laughs> I had that dry mouth. I walked in. I kind of stumbled over myself. First of all, I was in awe, but second of all I thought, I'm
1: about to get my butt kicked. Yeah. <laughs> and you only but I was I was pretty good with you, wasn't I? You were very nice to us. But there were some moments. I wasn't so nice to Sean because No. Well he deserved it. Yeah, anyway, he did it.
0: But and that's and you do, like when you said you speak the truth, you do. Because you're not always you'll call people out. You're not always sugar and spice no. and trying to be this pleasant, okay, we can make this work,
1: you'll tell them like it is. I I really believe in that. We don't have time to sugarcoat things. Mm -hmm. If I see something, I'm going to say it. That's my job. That's what people have called me for, and that's what they're going to get. And okay, So now, after you've been chosen,
0: um, which, in a way, you think, wow, great, we're so messed up. They really want to talk to us. Um, How many days is it usually on average? I mean, I think ours took three or four days, because it's not every day in a row, because you do give your your, I guess, subjects or your victims' um, time to practice what you've taught Yes. Them.
1: So normally we do an observation day where I go in and observe the whole day, observe all the problems. Is that tough though because you have to bite your tongue because you see yeah. these bad behaviors happening and you want to stop them right there? I, I'm not allowed to say anything <laughs> sometimes inside. I'm like I cannot wait for the confrontation. <laughs> right. No. Yeah, the, the 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 format is changing. Um oh. yes, which is going to be much looser documentary style, but I but Ooh, okay. yeah, so I'm excited about that. But uh, the the format that has been up till now one observation day then we have 3 days of training and then i go away anything from 2 days to 3 weeks depending on the family depending on uh, on when the family can what they can do and about our filming schedule and then come back and see how you have all been progressing and if you haven't been progressing well that's when i'll come down on your heart
0: absolutely and you know so, and it doesn't always i mean it doesn't always work and i give you credit mm. for that because and, and it's sort of the, um, I guess you would say, the extra stuff. For instance, with our dog Cashmere, who was destroying our house by chewing everything, we did a rally obedience course, and it didn't work. She just didn't do it. it was, But it pointed out some other issues in that she doesn't get out enough, she wasn't stimulated enough. But
1: you didn't hesitate to show that it didn't work on on air, so it's yeah. not always. Look at this is tied up in a pretty little bow. No, we don't. We don't tie things up in pretty little bows. We want to show the reality of a situation. We don't want to have a program where people are conned or think, oh gosh, it all looks amazing when it's really not, and the dog is cowering in the corner and having a terrible time. Mm-hmm. No, and and no, no dogs on my show cower in the corner and have a terrible time, <laughs> by the way. But um, it, it it's it's hard work and if owners don't work at it mm-hmm. then you're not going to see the results so and that's the only thing you know I'm a pretty I'm very passionate about what I do but I'm not, and I'm also a compassionate person not just towards dogs but towards people too right but there's one thing that frustrates me if I've come in and I've given you the tools things are looking good and you don't work at it I just think that's just not a disservice to your dog it's a disservice to you too mm-hmm. so you know work <laughs> You'll see changes, and you did. I mean, you guys did. Oh, we did. Well, you did. Completely. Yeah, and I, and I, and that, so for me to come back to that, that that was
0: really great. Do you have a percentage? I mean, do you kind of go back, or do your producers go back and see
1: what percentage actually worked and stuck with the families? I don't think they've ever done that, um, but I would say most families work at it. I would say 90%. There are 10% of people that shouldn't have dogs. Well, and I would say they
0: would want to because it's humbling and humiliating at the same time. So if you're going to put yourself through that, you might as well get something out but of it. But you weren't really humiliated, then. Oh, just slightly. Slightly? Well, I'll tell you that people oh, called so and were sorry. concerned that my husband and I were getting divorced, even though we were married like a year and a half. <gasps> oh, that's no, a whole that that's other show. <laughs> I do apologize for that. No, it was great. We we enjoyed it. And, and for the record, I'm just going to say for those listening to us here... I'm gonna give away a little secret, okay? That um, I know that on the air you come off as sort of that mean, like, you must do this, and, and you are not, you are probably the antithesis of that mean school teacher. You are the funniest, nicest person, so don't tell anybody I said that, because we don't want to spoil the image, so let's keep that our secret. But you are not that person on TV. But sometimes you got to get tough with yeah. people.
1: Yeah, sometimes I'll be tough. But really, at the end of the day, I am a compassionate person. And I want people to do well. And if I come down being an absolute bitch, no one's going to work, <laughs> are they? They're not going to be motivated. Right. So I really want success for the clients that I work with, whether it be on television or not. Um, okay, so let me ask you a couple of questions of episodes. What was your
0: most... And, Exclude us because I know you would say us, but your favorite your favorite
1: episode that you've done. I think one of my favorite episodes was with a family called the Sheltons, mm-hmm. and the Sheltons are here in Atlanta. They're a family with Junie B, which is a poodle that was biting the the men of the household, and um, lovely, lovely people. We had such a great time. Junie B made a huge turnaround. And, um, they worked very, very hard. They were very dedicated. And I loved that. Uh, we had, we, we that was a great experience. Are you now going to ask me? It was the boys versus girls episode. Right. I but are you that now going to ask me what my worst episode yeah, so was? Yes. I'm just looking to say, okay, now which one did you want to just run screaming? Oh, there <laughs> have been a few. There have been a few. And, um, All I would say is that the episodes where you see me really lose it... (laughs) You're really losing it. When I really lose it, and I don't hold back when I really lose it. It's an unfortunate trait sometimes. It doesn't happen often, but when it happens, (laughs) yeah, I can go over the top. Just watch for those episodes. I think I hear your husband laughing somewhere in a corner. (laughs) Um, When you see those episodes, Mm -hmm. watch for them, and then you'll see the ones where... I really did not enjoy myself. Has there ever
0: been a time where you just want to say, I'm done and and just throw up your arms and say, I'm out. I can't I can't do
1: this. Yeah. And there there have been a number of those. There have been, I would say, two of those where Mm -hmm. really. And I'm sorry, it has been the males of the household Mm -hmm. have been so unbelievably rude and. Um, Abstinent. not caring mm-hmm. and just treating their dogs and other members of the family like dirt. That's when I really do feel like throwing my hands up and going, you know, you are rubbish. There isn't, there is no point in me doing this. Um, but you know, very, very, very few.
0: Now, we had mentioned you're going to New York to film season three. Do you already have families
1: lined up? Can you give us a little We have. N- uh, well, all I can say mm-hmm. is here is one quote from one of the families mm-hmm. I, um, I've seen. And one of the families, the lady says to her husband, she says, I am going to kill you. I am going to kill you. That is one of her quotes. And then she says, you better not talk anymore because I am going to beat the out of you. excuse me for swearing, but that's just a little taster of what we're going to get out there in New
0: Jersey. Oh, we can't wait. Mm-hmm. All right, check out Facebook.com slash Victoria Stowell because you'll have some sort of sneak peeks there. We can sort of get some insight pictures of behind the scenes uh, of It's Me or the Dog and Twitter.com slash It's Me the Dog. We can follow episodes there. And I really look forward to this next season, especially because it's no longer me. <laughs> and um, I'm hoping someone takes the Monstrous Mutt title away from us. I'd like to know what I'm dealing with here. You don't want to know. I'm very confused. I just don't know. All right, you're hanging with Victoria Stillwell on Positively Podcast. And... Uh, Okay, let's uh, let's jump right into the Let's Embarrass and Humiliate Holly segment because you know segment. so
1: much and I don't, but it's good. It's, it I good. love this segment. Yeah. Um, okay. Quiz, quiz oh, me. Oh, okay, because I learn as well from this. Okay, I, I, I you know, I research and I, I go, okay, I, I really love this question and let's see. <laughs> What's our topic? Dog <laughs> breeds. Oh, all right. Okay, okay. and I'm going to start with a really easy one. Okay. Where does the Neapolitan Mastiff originate from? No, that's real easy. Well, I'm gonna give you my
0: little um, stream of consciousness. I like ice cream, and I've had Neapolitan ice cream, and I do believe they serve it with tiramisu or something like that. So I'm gonna say Italy. Do you know what a city <laughs> in Italy? Oh, you've stumped me. Um, let's go. Where does with... the Neapolitan pizza come oh, from? Dave, our engineers whispering Naples.
1: Oh. oh, my Naples.
0: See, now, Dave, you need a dog. Yes. Dave should have a dog. A Neapolitan <laughs> Mastiff, how much do they weigh? Yeah. How much do they weigh? Yeah, like, are they big, big dogs? Oh, yeah, they're huge. Well, okay, maybe not a Neapolitan Mastiff, yeah. Dave. I we can start Dave, you with a
1: Chihuahua. But yeah, Dave doesn't want to okay. walk, so. Okay. Um, all right. Okay, <laughs> this, do... this, this is relatively easy. You said that last one, but okay. I know. Where did the Dalmatian first originate? the fire station <laughs> which <Where laughs> yeah. did originate in the fire station How who am I dealing with here <laughs> right.
0: where else would it come from no I really no idea.
1: Dalmatian. I Dalmatian okay just say Dalmatian, Dalmatian. Is, that, is that in the it's country the Dal- yeah, the Dalmatian coast of Croatia of all places of course <laughs> I was thinking about taking my next vacation there did you not know that <laughs> they have great wine
0: yeah apparently Croatia really is now really? a holiday destination actually it is it's on the coast mm-hmm. but who knew that Dalmatian was there yeah it, I it think it's was. actually right next to uh Pomeranian
1: <laughs> well that's pretty Serbia, close right yeah. pretty close <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right, you're right. um all right what dog breed was once called St John's Newfoundland it was they don't call it that anymore no. Okay, well,
0: you, um, well, go, what's the one that wears the vodka on its neck? The vodka. You know the neck? dog that wears the vodka on its neck. Are you Saint saying
1: Newfoundland?
0: A Saint Bernard.
1: Yeah, but wait,
0: no, I'm looking the question.
1: Can you repeat the yes. question? What dog breed was once called <laughs> right. the Saint John's Newfoundland? The lab. Oh my gosh, you got it. <laughs> really? Did you, seriously.
0: Was that a It yes? was a lab? Yes. A Labrador Retriever? Labrador, yeah. But why was it called a
1: St. New- but isn't a Newfoundland, like, Newfoundland? A huge, like, those Newfies, those huge you, dogs? Yeah, you, you think. Yeah, but this was called the St. John's Newfoundland was the Labrador. And if wow. I have got that wrong, then please write in. And I'm smaller than, I, smaller than I thought. I'm smarter than I thought and tinier, too. <laughs> I'm smart. Okay, carry on. That's good. All right. Um... This is, okay, now, this really is an easy one. Okay. (laughs) She keeps saying that. Is that getting irritating? (laughs) What does the German word for poodle mean? A, puffy. B, curly. C, slinky.
0: (laughs) I was going to go with D, sneaky. Um, I'm going to go with puffy. Seriously? Was that right? No.
1: (laughs) They're puffy. What do you mean puffy? Well, if you look at a poodle. All right. Victoria, okay. honestly, right. you look at a poodle. Yeah, but those are they're the a ones, little puffy. Yes, you're, yes, those are the ones that breeders puff up for shows. But what is their <laughs> hair essentially if they're not puffed up? It's curly. Was curly one? There you one. go. Curly. curly an option? B. Yes, it was. It was oh. B. I couldn't get past puffy. <laughs> okay. Because I'm seeing the. Po- By the way, why do they um, why do they shave poodles to look well? Like apparently, cotton candy the, I I hate it, but the, apparently they they shave them like that and they leave the hair on parts that could get cold and suffer from arthritis. So, For example, they leave the hair on the hips, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Why they do it, why they make them look so grotesque, I don't know. Why not and just leave the hair on them all over? I think the, 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 the yeah. hair without being puffed up is beautiful. Right. I don't understand it. And if you are a poodle breeder out there and you do show your poodles and you puff them up to look like a ball of cotton... You can write in and get angry with me and say what you will. I think it's ridiculous, but please write in and let us know why you do it. Well, I've I got to tell you that for years and years I'd only seen poodles. You know, when
0: you see the dog shows and things like that, and I had never, and then I saw standard poodle without being shaved. I couldn't identify
1: it. Yeah, I know it's completely different. I'm with you on that. Completely okay. different, right? Last question, and that's it. Okay. And you know, there's a theme that runs through our podcast. Oh boy. And it's about the Basenji because ever I since the I know, ever since you said you <laughs> loved it, I thought, well, you know what? The Basenji is going to be our breed of choice. And, and I want the Basenji to make an appearance in every single podcast. Done. So, is that like, where's Waldo? Where's the Basenji? Yes, exactly. We need to send prizes. We'll come up with something. Why does the Basenji not bark? Why do you think? Well, we know now that it yodels after the
0: YouTube clip from the last episode with it singing to the Godfather, but um, why it doesn't bark? Well, we know it has vocal cords. That's a really good question. Um, maybe because it's so cute and adorable, it doesn't need to bark because everyone always pays it
1: attention and it goes, well, here I am. That's my best guess. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there so we sit. Uh, uh. What? Well, look, they're descended from wild canids that do not bark. Because if you think about it, silence and stealth makes for a much more effective hunter. Oh. So really barking is something that we've encouraged in our dogs. Mm-hmm. But in the wild, for example, our dog's ancestors, the wild wolf, only the pups bark. Adult wolves do not bark because when they're hunting, they need to be quiet. But what so about to communicate with each other. They do that through howling. Oh. Barking is something that we've encouraged our domestic dogs to do from puppyhood. Well. And why did we do that? Because we wanted dogs to be our alarm systems. Oh. Okay. So we encouraged the dogs to make noise to scare off predators.
0: So the Basenji is actually smarter than the average bear. So what you're saying is that they're still the smartest dog
1: because Something happened there, and I'm, I don't know. Maybe if you are a Bsenji breeder and you could enlighten us on this, please write in. I love it. And uh, it kind of works with
0: humans, too. This, the quiet, stealth ones always end up with the girl. Is that true? Yeah. Uh, I'd like to think so.
1: <laughs> was that Would I have been more successful in my dating life if I had been quiet? Unfortunately, than- I was a poodle or a lab, so I don't know. <laughs> Any questions? I had a question I wanted to ask. Um,
0: Just ask the question. You're back with Victoria Stillwell's Positively Podcast. I'm Holly Furfer, and everybody corners you. Everybody wants to know, what's wrong with my dog? And they can email you uh, on the website, Positively.com, or uh, on your Facebook page, Facebook.com slash Victoria Stilwell. And we've pulled off a couple of questions uh, for you from people. And I love this one comes from um, somebody in Greece. Okay, now bear with me because I think they translated it from Greek to English, but it says, Hello, Victoria. We need help desperately. We have a four-month-old puppy, and when we try to leave, he starts to bark, cry, and he doesn't stop until we come back. We always reward him when we return with no effect. He has learned, and he forgets when we close the door behind us. Forgive me for my English, because it's George from Greece. Please help. So it sounds like This dog is having some separation anxiety, maybe?
1: absolutely, it sounds like that. I'm four months old, you know, this poor little pup is saying, don't go. Mm. And, of course, this is such a difficult problem, um... Because when you're treating separation anxiety, you never want the dog to experience the anxiety, which means the dog can never be left alone. So it really is a very real fear. The dog is not independent, it can't cope when its owners are there. Um, And it happens with a lot of puppies, it happens with a lot of rescue dogs that have been abandoned before. They come into a home, they have all of this love and attention. They get so hyper-bonded with their owners that when their owners leave, they cannot cope. And they bark, and they whine, and they pace. Some dogs chew. I've known dogs that will actually break through windows. Wow. Chew through walls to get out, to get to their owners. So all I'd say is it's vital for this that they seek professional help. Okay. Because an anxiety-based behavior like this really needs to have really intense working on it in order for the dog to be able to be independent. But I'd say a couple of things that they could try is while they're in the home, don't always give the dog attention all the time. Mm-hmm. Separate yourself from the dog. If you're going to take a bath, if you are, if you are going to um, go to the toilet, for example, mm-hmm. if you're going to make a meal, shut the door so the dog has experience of being away from you while you're there. You don't want the dog to be stressed while you're there and away Mm -hmm. from you. So give your dog something to do. Like have a rubber toy stuffed with food that your dog can chew on. Or give your dog a game that it can play with while you're not in the room. Build up these positive experiences. The more your dog learns to be independent when you're there, Mm -hmm. the more he'll be able to be okay when you're not. Now, the fact that this is a four-month-old puppy,
0: is this something that a dog might grow out of, and maybe it's like a young child, or is this something that can manifest
1: itself into something worse as they get older? My experience is that it will manifest itself into something worse as it gets older, and they need to deal with it now. They need to do a lot of setups. They need to be able to go in and out of the, the, the door 50 times a day. Um, to show the dog that actually them going out the door doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be gone away for hours. In, out, in, out, in, out, in, out, until the dog finally goes, you know what, I'm bored of looking at the front door, I'm going to go <laughs> sleep. That sort of thing. They've got to mask the triggers. Dogs are very, uh, uh, they're, they're very receptive to triggers. You're picking up your keys, you're picking up your bag, mm-hmm. you're walking out the door. Those are the kind of triggers that start that anxiety. If you can give your dog a really delicious co- uh, toy filled with food, when you go away, your dog has something to do while you're gone. Some dogs are too stressed even to eat. If, you, if they really are at that point, you really need to seek professional help. Now, I have an organization called Victoria Still Was Positively Dog Training. Mm-hmm. And I have um, now a building, a network, a global network of positive reinforcement trainers that have all been um, endorsed by me. And there is a lady in Athens called Eero McCarty. And if you do live in Athens or in that area, please contact her. You can find her by going on the com website mm-hmm. and um, by searching for trainers in your area. If you are in Greece near Athens, she will be there to help you. Terrific. Okay, now let's uh, talk about this
0: German Shepherd Lab Mix. Um, this was a dog that was adopted. The question is... Um, Molly's very sweet with her owners and her family, but she displays fear aggression towards other people around or in the house. Uh, they've made progress with her on daily walks, but she still has the potential to act out towards certain strangers on walks. They're having problems getting volunteers to help work with her in the house. Um, they, say, they ask, can we use a basket muzzle to help Molly overcome her fear of people in the house? I don't want to use one outside since she's been attacked by unleashed dogs twice in the past month. Well, it seems like there's a lot of issues going there on there. There is a lot of it. How old is she? Um, they don't say. They just say they, mm-hmm. just, um, they adopted her recently from a,
1: a, a rescue, and she's a German Shepherd Lab, which is a big dog. Yeah, it's a big dog. And, you know, German Shepherds do have a tendency to be nervy, to be quite protective. Um, a lot of dogs suffer from aggressive response because they're very insecure. Mm -hmm. And there's been this idea for so long that a dog is going to be is aggressive and will attack people because it's trying to be dominant and head of the household and all that malarkey. But 99% of aggressive response is because of insecurity. The dog can't cope the situation, has found an effective way to get rid of that person, Mm -hmm. to get that person to go far from it, and that way is to bark, and sometimes to snap and sometimes to bite. And what really they need to do is to be able to give her more confidence around mm-hmm. people so that when people come into the house, these people bring good things for her. Mm-hmm. Find out what is her most powerful motivator. Is it food? Is it toys? Is it her owner's affection? And whenever somebody new comes into the house, she gets those things from the owner. The owner can give her the attention Or a toy can be thrown from the person as they come in through the door. Or food can be thrown. Never handed. Don't pressurize by trying to go up to greet her. Ignore her. If you work on those kind of things and show her that actually people coming into her space is okay, she'll slowly come around to the idea of, all right, okay, I don't actually need to be scared. Mm -hmm. People aren't going to harm me. They're not going to threaten me. I'm going to be okay. But it depends on how far gone it is. It depends on how... um, how intense she is as to what the prognosis is.
0: Okay, so if you have a question for Victoria, you've got an issue with your dog and you want Victoria to help you out, go to Positively.com and there's an Ask Victoria button. Click on there, submit your question, and uh, she'll take a look and hopefully help you too.
1: Have you ever seen this before?
0: No. I mean, yes, I've seen it before, but it's not mine. You're listening to Victoria well, Positively. Podcast. I'm Holly Furfer, and uh, at the end of the episode, we always talk about YouTube clips, and we have some pretty funny ones, but this one that we have found, and it's really gone viral, is just, first of all, it's disturbing, but it's just
1: amazing. It really is. It's. Uh, I, I watched it again and again, and it is hard to watch, so I would caution viewers, because um, one dog is run over... And it's on a highway in Chile, and another dog goes to rescue its dead friend. And it is the most incredible thing I think I've ever seen, where the dog braves traffic. Actually,
0: I have some good news for you. I think I read a follow-up. The dog didn't die. The dog didn't I thought no. the dog did die. I think that, and we'll check this, but I think that the dog was rescued because um, construction workers on the side of the road saw what was going on. And as the dog, one dog was trying to drag the other dog off the highway, the construction workers got that dog and
1: I think they said he's okay and he's nursed back to health, and I think they adopted him out. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, because I, I I was trying to look for that, I was trying to see, but but I didn't find it. So if that is the case, then wow, there's a happy ending. Absolutely. But but the scene of this dog braving lanes of traffic to rescue its friend, to grab its friend and really sort of with the, the, the dog that's rescuing its front paws right. it's backing away and dragging this dog to safety it is just, I think, mind-blowing. And, and usually when we see dogs
0: and cats, they pick other animals up with the scruff of its neck. But it, they're obviously two big dogs. They look like some kind of German shepherd or something. And one dog does get hit by a car. And he does. He grabs his front paws and he pulls them like a human would pull him to safety. And it's, I guess, instinct... But I would never have thought that a dog would have that kind of instinct. I would understand they try to protect their own, but mm. I guess they're pack animals.
1: I mean, I don't know how else you would explain something like that. I this. really think that, like, a dog can protect their human. They also protect their, their, their doggy friends, too. And it, 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 I think that's just a really great example of it. I, I, I would, as I said, caution viewers, but, but do watch it. And now that we know that it's a happy ending,
0: I'm can, so glad about I know, that. So and exactly.
1: you, you're going to need to give me the link for that because it it it's so it, it, I was so amazed, but I was so depressed at the same time. Exactly, it's very difficult to watch. But um, and and of course,
0: you know, here's me saying, "Where are the humans stopping to rescue this dog?" Oh, right? Of it made not. me feel badly about my kind, but wonderful feelings for the dog world. And if you want to check out that video, you can go to positively.com/podcasts. And uh, it will be on the episode um, guide, and you'll be able to see it. Episode 3, it'll be there. And as always, you can uh, keep up with Victoria on her Facebook page, facebook.com slash Stillwell, and uh, send emails and uh, keep in touch with us. And I know you're off to film another season of It's Me or the Dog, but we'll be doing these podcasts, so I'm sure you'll have some great stories about New York City and uh, what you're involved with up there. I can't wait
1: to tell you. I think it's going to be a wild ride. Thank you for
0: listening to Victoria Stilwell's Positively Podcast. Check out more information about this podcast by visiting Positively.com slash podcasts. The theme song for the Positively Podcast, Addicted to the Phone by Elio Pace, is available on iTunes or at eliopace.com.